0: This is a podcast from Minute Media. Silver and Black Flashback with your host, author of the Raiders Encyclopedia, Rich Schmelter. Murph, my Raider brother. As always, thank you so much for letting me be a part of the Best Damn Raiders podcast dedicated to the best damn fan base in the world, our beloved Raider Nation. All right, my fellow silver and black fanatics, we are heading into part three of our story about the 1976 world champion Oakland Raiders. With the incredible 13-1 and regular season already covered in the first two parts of this series, we now head into the phase of the season that means lose and go home, or win the last game played on the league schedule and come home world champions. We're talking playoffs here, folks. So let's once again transport ourselves back to 1976 for the third time on flashback and relive our Raiders' playoff games that got them into Super Bowl XI. With the offense gelling and the defense pounding away at the opposition, the Raiders came into the AFC Divisional Playoffs hitting on all cylinders and ready to send a crowd of 54,037 Raider fans home happy on December 18, 1976. The only blemish on the 76 Raiders was their lone loss to the New England Patriots. Now, two months after that one-sided victory, the first hurdle in Oakland's race to the Super Bowl would be the 11-3 Patriots. New England came out to Oakland for their first playoff appearance in 13 years, and like the Raiders, they were clicking very well and riding high on a six-game winning streak the Patriots showed that they were not going to be intimidated by the playoff veteran Raiders by taking an early lead in the first quarter quarterback, Steve Grogan took the Patriots 86 yards with the big play coming on a pass to tight end Russ Francis, who made a great one handed catch that picked up 40 yards running back. Andy Johnson ended the drive successfully with a one yard run. John Smith added the extra point and the Patriots were in control seven to nothing late in the first quarter. Earl Mann kicked a 40-yard field goal to end the first 15 minutes with Oakland trailing 7-3. That score stayed the same until the final minute of the first half. It was then that Fred Bolitnikoff was locked in a struggle against cornerback Bob Howard in the end zone. Ken Stabler knew that his great receiver could more likely than not make something happen regardless. For this reason, Snake let the ball go in Bolitnikoff's direction. Stabler's assessment of the situation proved to be correct, as Bolitnikoff leaped four and hauled in a beautiful one-handed grab from 31 yards out with 39 seconds left in the half. For the game, Bolitnikoff caught nine passes for 137 yards. Mann's extra point extended Oakland's halftime advantage to 10-7. Things started to look bleak for the Silver and Black throughout the third quarter, New England came back to take a 21-10 lead going into the final 15 minutes and possibly the final quarter of play for the Raiders this season. With the help of two Oakland penalties assessed on fourth down punts, the Patriots completed scoring drives of 80 and 55 yards with Russ Francis catching a 26-yard pass from Grogan and former Raider Jess Phillips running for a three-yard touchdown. Smith added both extra points, and the Raiders had some serious catching up to do in the fourth quarter. Oakland closed the gap with four minutes expired in the final stanza by going 70 yards to pay dirt. On the drive, Stabler connected with Bolitnikoff on two passes, totaling 38 yards. Fullback Mark Van Egan then punched it over from the one-yard line, and with man's conversion, Oakland was within four points of the lead, trailing now only by 21-17. The Patriots were looking to put the Raiders away and got to the Oakland 38 with five minutes remaining. On third and one, an offside penalty moved the Patriots back, and the drive stalled when a Grogan pass fell incomplete. Smith attempted a 50-yard field goal, but it missed its mark. With time running out, Stabler began a drive from the Oakland 32. With the clock down to 52 seconds remaining, Stabler threw an incomplete pass on third and 21. However, a penalty flag hit the ground immediately. Middle guard Ray Sugar Bear Hamilton hit Stabler after he released the ball and a roughing the passer call was given. Oakland now had the ball on the New England 13. Stabler then threw to Dave Casper for five yards on first down and then runs by Clarence Davis and Pete Banizak got the ball down to the one-yard line. On the following play, Snake Stabler rolled out to his left and dove into the end zone with 10 seconds left for the winning touchdown. Man's extra point kick proved to be the final point of the game, and Oakland pulled out a 24-21 heart-pounding victory that earned them their fourth straight trip to the AFC championship game. For the third straight time, the Pittsburgh Steelers stood between the Raiders and a much sought-after Super Bowl berth. The Steelers started the defense of their second straight Super Bowl title by winning only one of their first five games. The season looked to be on the verge of total collapse but the Steelers proved that they were still a force to be reckoned with. They ran off nine straight wins to finish at 10-4 and which was good enough to win yet another AFC Central Division title. The Steelers then extended their winning streak for the season to 10 in a row by drubbing the Baltimore Colts 40-14 in their divisional playoff encounter. Despite their great winning streak, the Steelers came into the AFC Championship game matchup at the Oakland Coliseum on December 26th, extremely banged up. Kicker Roy Girilla suffered a pulled groin muscle, and both starting running backs were sidelined and would not play against the Raiders. Franco Harris and Rocky Blyer both ran for over 1,000 yards during the regular season, but they were now only spectators, as Blyer was out with a sprained toe and Harris had bruised ribs. By kickoff for the AFC Championship game, a 52-degree day with hazy skies greeted 53,739 Raider fans in the Oakland Coliseum, hoping to see their beloved silver and black finally break through the AFC Championship game barrier that plagued them so many times before. Hugh Begin did his part to help Oakland by deflecting a Bobby Walden punt in the first quarter that led to a 39-yard field goal by Earl Mann to give the Raiders a 3-0 lead at the end of the opening quarter. Linebacker Willie Hall was next to assist his fellow Raiders by picking off a Terry Bradshaw pass intended for John Frenchy Fuqua. The ball bounced off Fuqua's extended hands and into Hall's at the Pittsburgh 23, and he returned it to the one-yard line. After Mark Van Egan and Pete Banasek could not punch it in for 6, Clarence Davis accomplished the task, and with Man's extra point, the Raiders were up 10 to nothing. With less than 6 minutes to go in the first half, the Steelers mounted a serious drive. Bradshaw finally got settled in after missing on his first 6 pass attempts by connecting with Frank Lewis for 11 yards on the Pittsburgh 41. He then found John Stallworth on the Oakland 37 and a completion to Lynn Swan added 30 more yards. A face mask penalty against Phil Villapiano got the ball even closer, and Reggie Harrison finished the drive off with a three-yard run. With Roy Girilla sidelined with his groin injury, center Ray Mansfield was called in to handle the kicking chores, and he was good on the extra point attempt to close the Raiders' advantage to three points at 10-7. However, the Raiders were not looking to let the Steelers get back into this game. Snake Stabler and the offense put together a 13-play, 69-yard drive that extended the Oakland lead to 17-7 at the half. Stabler began this scoring march with an 8-yard pass to Cliff Branch. Clarence Davis followed that with a run that netted 16 more yards. A crucial holding penalty on third and goal against defensive back J.T. Thomas gave the Raiders a first down on the Pittsburgh Four. Stabler then connected with a wide open Warren Bankston in the end zone for Oakland's second touchdown of the game, and Mann added the conversion to once again make it a 10-point bulge in favor of our silver and black with 19 seconds remaining in the first half. The Raiders finally had the Steelers on the ropes with a Super Bowl berth only 30 minutes away and wanted to deliver the knockout blow as soon as they possibly could. In the third quarter, Stabler and Branch teamed up for a 28-yard pickup that got the ball to the Pittsburgh 33. On this big gainer, Stabler saw the Steelers were going to come at him with a safety blitz and seize the opportunity of catching the secondary one-man short. The accurate arm of Stabler, coupled with the speed and talent of Branch, left no doubt that the result would be a success. After that, three plays failed to move the chains to get the Raiders a first down. But on fourth down, Stabler connected with tight end Warren Bankston for a gain of seven. Five plays later, Stabler and company were on the Pittsburgh Five and looking to put the Steel City's defending champions one step closer to being called X-Champions. Stabler dropped back to pass as Pete Banisak came out of the backfield and went toward the left side of the field. He got past linebacker Andy Russell and was headed for the end zone. Snake zeroed in on his longtime teammate, let the ball go, and allowed Banizak's hands to do the rest. The merger between Bannazak and the ball was a success, and the Raiders were up 24-7 following Mann's extra point kick. On the play, Stabler took one for the team as linebacker Jack Ham drilled him with a blindside hit that bruised his ribs and sent a cap off his tooth flying onto the Coliseum turf. The injury hampered Stabler after that, and he was taken out of the game in favor of Mike Ray. At this stage, the Raiders knew they were closing in on the Super Bowl and did not want to risk Stabler, aggravating his injured area any more than it already was. Now, just a mere 15 minutes stood in the way of the Raiders heading for their first Super Bowl in nine years, and they turned the game over to the defense, and that unit stopped the Steelers every time they had the ball. With his backfield depleted quarterback Terry Bradshaw had to go to the air repeatedly which made Pittsburgh a one-dimensional team and highly predictable. Oakland simply waited for the snap and reacted quickly and efficiently to dispose of any threat Bradshaw had in mind. The Oakland offense just looked to play it safe without Stabler at the helm and Mike Rages handed the ball off without once throwing a pass to eat up the remaining time off the clock. As each tick Got closer to the scoreboard reading No Time Remaining, the reality of everyone within the Raider organization and the 53,739 fans in attendance and the viewing audience across the American landscape, it was abundantly clear that after nine years of being on the doorstep of the Super Bowl, the Raiders were finally going back to the big dance. With a sweet smell of victory hovering around Raider Nation, an interesting footnote occurred for the Raiders became the only team in history to end two opponents' hopes of playing for a third Super Bowl title. They ended Miami's two-year run in 1974, and now they sent the Steelers home in 76. It was time for the Silver and Black to make their mark on the holy grail of the American sports scene, and they would be more than ready to seize the moment after so many failed rehearsals. Well, Raider Nation... That wraps up part three of this story about the 1976 Raiders. I hope all of you will join me next time for our Raiders appearance in Super Bowl XI. And until that time, when we are back together once again, as always, I proudly salute each and every silver and black fanatic with those three words which I embrace every day. Love your Raider Nation!